is Up World. Welcome to Apocalypse Now, the movie hangout show from Apocalypse Movies. I am your host, Jacob Bartley, and I am doing just well on this Tuesday. It's not a news day, but it's still Tuesday. We're going to be talking some cool stuff. But before we get to all that stuff, let me introduce the crew here, of course, to my right. I have Gio Ramos. What is up, Gio? Hey, what's going on, you guys? I was having a pretty normal weekend going into this week uh, until today. <laughs> yeah, heck um, yeah. Thanks to uh, Mr. Jake Berlin for uh, re- refer- referencing me. Re- sorry, referring me. Um, I got an exciting uh, interview coming up on my channel with uh, the author of the Release of Snyder Cut book. So, uh, again, thank you, Jake. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And uh, going to try and uh, slam dunk this. Going to try and hit a home run and, uh, you know, just uh, talk about the shit I love. So That is some so awesome news. And, of course, we have Jake Berlin in the house. What is up, man? Not a whole lot, man. Just the usual Tuesday. Doing my my, my due diligence to everybody. Uh, hooking Gio up. So, good day. That is awesome. That's I feel like that's all you do is is hook people up, Jake. Just with it's my, know, it's my giving man. It's with favorites all day, every day. As a as a baseball coach, oh, your job, go. your job as the head guy is to hire better people and hook better people up below you. And that's what I do here on a platform. Jesus Christ. That is great. That's why you're the captain. And of I'm course, the captain now. Brian Avalasino. What is up, Brian? You were just telling me about a cool book you got. Can't wait to check that out. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, into the higher public right now. Mm. Uh, uh, like, what? Maybe 17 chapters in, which sounds like a lot, but it actually isn't. So it's, so it's an easy read. It's a pretty easy read. Fairly. The hardest part is there since you don't know any of the characters, remembering who is what and what who is who and mm. all that. Because there's a lot. They are they throw a lot of characters at you right off in the beginning. So I'm gonna create voices in your head for each character. Or you yeah. just audiobook it and they give the voices to you. Well, that's there what I go. do, but that's I'm not I'm a huge <laughs> Uh, that's what I do, but I'm not a huge fan of the guy that did this audio book. He's he's probably my it, least least favorite Mark of all. Thompson, you don't like Mark Thompson? Mm-mm. Oh my goodness! Mark Thompson is the best one who does it. I I'm he, not a huge fan of his, but I'm he does like fan. like 75 percent of them. He does like maybe like 50. He to does 60. A, more than 50 percent of them for sure. He's done actually like a when lot of them. The women do them. The women do them really well so um but yeah i mean i'm not complaining in the slightest i'm on my way to figuring out what this uh great disaster is i'll be on my way tomorrow probably gonna listen to like have you started it at all no i haven't downloaded yet i was busy today but i'm probably gonna spend the eight hours at the office tomorrow listening to it while working (laughs) the Mandalorian club review books i don't know we'll have to ask jake and we're a hundred percent a book club what (laughs) Hey, that, that'd be perfect for the Fandalorian Club. Uh, before we get to the movie watching challenge and to our top 20, 2020 movies, if you can call 2020 a year, um, speaking of shows, we have a new show announcement, and I'm going to shoot it to Jake Berlin to tell you guys a little bit more about that. Yeah, this is a, it's not something that's going to be, you know, every week of every single year. Um, there's a reason behind it. And uh, instead of telling you guys, um, or showing the logo, uh, 
I thought I would put together a trailer. So here we go for our brand new show here on Apocalypse. Trailer. This. is awesome that is awesome i wow i didn't even know that was coming i don't maybe brian did i don't know but i that, that was he has cool. to pass everything by me that sure. makes us look so legit <laughs> we um, guys think marvel rewind i mean I, did. I voted for the title so i like it <laughs> i love the marvel rewind logo yeah it's cool and i just i like it because it's simple both the the logo and the name and it makes sense because you know, we're looking back at the episode, so rewind. You know, cute. Very Marvel-like design, like the studio's uh, logo. Music's incredible too. Where'd you find that? A uh, long, long search. <laughs> so is that going to be the show music? So that'll be the show music. Um, nice. That so that actually, if everything works out as it should be, that it will be the intro to every single episode of Marvel Rewind. Um, also. It will change with each Disney Plus project that Marvel has. So Marvel Rewind, the idea behind Marvel Rewind, it's it's basically the Fandalorian Club for Marvel. Um, Disney Plus has, uh, or Marvel rather, has decided to put a lot of content on Disney Plus. And Marvel Rewind is going to be our version of Fandalorian Club, but for the MCU. Um, and so starting this Friday, uh, because the show debuts next week, uh, we will be doing episodes on friday afternoons uh at four o'clock pacific uh for wandavision um we're gonna do a preview episode this friday um we're gonna kind of just spend an hour or so talking about the show what we expect uh, uh theories stuff like that um and then as the shows kind of uh trickle in and out with you know uh, falcon and winter soldier and hawkeye and loki and that type of stuff even the movies um the logo and the intros will sh will change with the shows and maybe um, by the end of phase four, you'll just make one giant mix. Maybe, Ooh. possibly. But um, that's the idea behind the show. It's, it's our version of the Fandalorian Club for the MCU. The same thing will happen for DC once it puts content on HBO Max for their shows. Um, but yeah, you can catch us every Friday for the next 10 weeks because it hasn't been confirmed. There's nine episodes in the first season, plus this extra week this week. Um, so we're going to be doing 10 episodes of Marvel Rewind for WandaVision. So there you go. See me when Green Lantern comes out. Ooh, I'm yeah. there with you, Brian. Hell I like yeah. this. I like this. Rather than just doing a random review here and there, we have like actual shows for these properties, which is pretty cool. And guys, I had something that I realized. I was listening to another show, and they were saying, like, you guys remember when the name of WandaVision was first announced? I was like, what is that? That's a weird yeah. name. And I finally get it. It's like television, but WandaVision. And it's like a TV show spoof type thing. I didn't even, I never realized that until Jesus like, Christ. Man, this long. Well, <laughs> you guys didn't know at first either. Yeah. That, it was, it was I mean, we figured it out after a week, not two years. No, I think 
the only time people would have figured out is when they said that she's going to go through the different eras of television. And that's when people probably realized it. But I just realized it the other day. Which, Jake, are you rewatching it? I was saving the video. Sorry, I was saving the video on my phone. And I <laughs> he loves it, it so much. He's just sitting there rewatching it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm tweeting it currently. So all of you watching, if you follow us on the Apocalypse Movies Twitter page, um, head in there and uh, retweet that very quickly. Uh, Brian, I don't know if you saw it in the chat. Brian Nussbaum, I don't know if you just popped in, man, but uh, we have a new show coming about Marvel. Stay tuned. Friday afternoons, everybody, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on the channel. Absolutely. That's going to be a blast for sure. Look at that logo. I love the color on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Where's my t-shirt at? We'll see when the, the t-shirts come. Even your t-shirts. Hey, would you rather me not buy them? Okay. Come on now. Um, I all thought right. you were going to say, would you rather me not wear a t-shirt? I'm like, no. We <laughs> need a, a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. Um, all right. Let's get to the movie watching challenge real quick. Uh, this is a big one because I finally watched The Big Lebowski. And if you don't know how uh, this segment of our show works, every week one of us gets challenged to watch a movie. The other four submit a film, and it gets chosen which one we're going to watch. And you guys voted. I'm going to watch The Big Lebowski. I watched it last night, and Keith challenged this to me, which is unfortunate. He's not here at the moment. He might be joining us soon, and we'll get his thoughts. But, man, I – all right. I really like this movie, but the main thing I got from it is – Jeff Bridges, oh my God. Like, this is, I'd never seen him do anything like this before. And I'm assume, assuming you guys have all seen it, right? I actually for yes. once have seen this movie. Yep. I, I don't, this has to be like one of the greatest comedic performances of all time by Jeff Bridges. And he's not a comedic actor. And the thing to me is, Look, this movie is, it's a really good movie, but there's a few things that I'm like, that's, it's a little crazy to me. This movie is a little crazy. I still really like it, but I, I'm just like, I think I need like time with it because I just watched it last night. I need time to think about it more, but it is definitely an entertaining film and a hilarious film. Uh, is John Goodman is wild in this movie oh my goodness when when they try to dump off the the fake suitcase of the money and he jumps out of the car and <laughs> the uzi starts popping off oh my god i started laughing my butt off um but i just i couldn't like i i couldn't believe that it was jeff bridges like i was watching jeff bridges in this movie it was insane i it, it was crazy. So I I definitely really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a movie I want to revisit again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's such a unique film in the way it's told and just the way it is. And I love how they're just hanging out at the bowling alley the whole time. And it's insane. And I definitely see how where this like cult classic came from this around the movie. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. I just I think the ending is what didn't like make it a uh, knock it out of the park home run for me. I just, I feel like they kind of just didn't really end the movie. They were just like, like it was just kind of ended and it, there wasn't really a climax, you know, but at least he got out of the trouble that he was in. And 
yeah, the Julianne Moore character was definitely interesting. She that was that was a crazy character. But yeah, it's so weird. I forget that she's in this movie because mm-hmm. I have a, I I actually have a hot take. I'm not a fan of the Big Lebowski. Really? Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's it's and that's surprising. Um, but I I have found out over the years that I am not as fond of the Coen Brothers as I thought I was. Um, I don't know what it is about the way that they either write or direct or, or produce properties or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've never been able to wrap my head around the big Lebowski. Honestly, never, but you like no country for old men, but right. Yes, but not to the extent of everybody else. Yeah. So the thing with that movie is too, that movie kind of just doesn't really have a ending either. Like it just kind of, like you could have went, you could have had another twenty minutes to each of those films and wrapped up the movies better, to, in my opinion. But always on the same page, Brandy. I'll, always. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I don't think that surprises people. Um, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But no, I I really enjoyed. Am it. Am I wrong? <laughs> but a lot of people love this movie. It's it's like no, pop oh, culture. It, it is. I to me the perfect definition of this movie. It is the premier class of cult classic films yeah it is it is top dog cult classic to me and 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 that's coming from someone that is not a fan of it i think it is the number one cult classic film of all time the movie is constantly Uh... talked about for for like ever since i've been alive the big lebowski the big lebowski the big lebowski and that's i'll say top 10 i don't know about number one and every we have different definitions it's one of those you're as surprised as i am yeah it's one of those movies where if even if you haven't seen it, you know quotes, you know of yep. it, you know characters. Like I knew of the Big Lebowski, Bless you, and Gabby. Jesus character, and <laughs> I knew about all these things. But I, for me, as a film, like I said, hilarious, entertaining. It felt kind of like a, like if if Tarantino were to do a comedy, a straight up comedy. That's how this movie felt to me in a way. Um, which I mean. Tarantino has comedy in his films, but he's never done a straight up comedy in a way. But I just, I don't know. I, I just, the thing for me, do you guys agree? Like, do you guys not like Jeff Bridges in the movie? No, I think he's brilliant. I think yeah, I, I like Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. I just Bridges. Movie. It's crazy. Cause he's like a, a leading man, you know, dramatic action actor, like one of these guys. And for him to do this, it just shows how much range he has. And I just, I just thought it, that was great. So that's my biggest takeaway from it. I completely uh, see how the dude is like immortal among movie fans. And I was, I went down a rabbit hole after I watched the movie and just like looking up what it's about and theories and all this stuff. And they said like the dude became a lifestyle. Like people like just started living like that after this well, movie came out. Yeah, it's called I mean, well that, but also bro, bro Thor is, is after the dude. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's very yeah, definitely. True. I mean, Keith, maybe I don't love it as much as you do. I don't know if you like. Keith, you must. Keith's gonna kill me for saying what I said. <clears throat> yeah, you must have. You must love this movie if you. He's uh, gonna kill you, and then he'll be like, "For me, eh, I'm not surprised." Well, he's gonna be. He might even be mad that I don't love it. Like I'm not over the moon. Well, it. I say that because Keith and I are very similar on film views. We have a lot of of similar tastes. Uh, and I feel like every time I disagree with him, he kind of wants to kill me. So, yeah, there's always 
there. Like he doesn't like Troy. What is wrong with him? <laughs> but, uh, Gio, are you a big fan of the Big Lebowski? Yeah, I am. I, I I don't watch it because you know of the plot and it making sense. I watch it because of the characters. Yeah, and how well the characters are written and the dialogue that these characters are given, and the delivery. I mean, John Goodman and Jeff Bridges. They they go so well together. And then you throw uh, Steve Buscemi in there, who you know. Half the time he's always he's, good. He's yeah, always good. he's always. Anytime Steve Buscemi mm-hmm. is in something, I mean, most of the time you have a good feeling about it. Um, but yeah, I think John Goodman is just as good as Jeff Bridges in this movie. Uh, Coen Brothers are brilliant, and of course Sam Elliott just narr- narrating the whole thing. It's just, I, I don't know. It, it shouldn't work, but it works. Sam Elliott has not aged a day since 1998. He. He looks exactly the same. It's in the mustache. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, so moving on, the other part of this is someone else new gets challenged, and I chose Gio Ramos. I feel like he has a You broke the streak. Was there a streak? There was 100% a streak. It was like for four straight weeks or something. No, it used for like a solid like six weeks. It was someone me, someone me, someone me. And then you come along and screw everything up maybe that was intentional who knows Eight hundred. Um, <laughs> all right so so we're gonna go to geo geo did you decide whether you want the the viewers to vote or if you want to choose a random number this time uh i'm gonna choose this time oh crap of course i'm not ready give me a second uh what else is there geo what's the first question you're gonna ask your guests on your show <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, pretty standard, you know, just gonna, because I want him to really talk or introduce himself. So, you know, for, for people who don't know, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I know a little bit about him. I did some research and then we're going to get into the Snyder cut, release the Snyder cut movement. And, uh, I think the first thing I'm going to ask him is what about the Snyder cut movement inspired him to do something like, uh, writing a book? Uh, and we'll go from there. I still have a lot of homework to do. So, is it just like a a book docu- documenting like the whole Don't story be. behind the Schneider cut and everything? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Going back to uh, I want to say last week in November 2017, all the way up until when it was announced uh, this yeah. past past March, February, March. Yeah, nice. 100%. You can cancel me for that one. <laughs> Does Brian tweet out cancel Brian as well? No, it's an apo- it's a POV thing. Whenever I mess something up, they cancel me. So it's like a daily slash weekly thing. Um, yeah. All right, Mr. Geo. <laughs> Rachel, always coming in with a great one line. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. No, I mean, I, I went like five days. That's more than enough. <laughs> um, all right, Geo. Here are your movie choices. Numero uno, Cape Fear. Mm. Numero dos, Don't Breathe. Ooh. Numero Trace, The Raid 2. Oh, okay. And Numero Quattro, whatever this is, The Time Machine. Okay. Is that Guy Pierce? Yeah. Somebody really loves Guy Pierce. The Time Machine is so good. It's not my choice, but the Time Machine is so awesome. I don't believe I, it. I, I hate the pe- the fact that people have never seen it. Um, 
I'm so jealous by all these choices. I really <laughs> I've seen all I've seen them all and I want to watch them for the first time. I really am jealous that you're gonna be able to watch one of these for the first time, like legitimately. All right, Mr. Geo. Pick a number one through four. Uh don't breathe. <laughs> well, you have a 25% chance of getting it. Which one is it? Okay, so 25% is 100 divided by 4. So Thank God four. you got that math right on screen. Number 4. <laughs> you pick number 4? Yep. The movie that you will be watching is... Yes! Nice. Hell, Ray 2. Okay. All right. I was a big fan of the first movie. Proof. Uh, Jake, you know this. Uh, what was that? Did you cross something it was out? No, it was number one. Don't, okay. don't breathe is number one. Nice. Okay. Yeah, looking forward to this for sure. Yeah. I've held off long enough. It's time for me to finally watch Again, it. Again, for those of you that did not see it, The Raid 2. Is so I'm assuming you've seen The Raid, Geo. Oh, know. yeah. Yeah. Anytime it's anytime it's mentioned, I rave about it. Myself and Jake. What you rave a, about the raid? Rave about the raid. <laughs> it's so good, man. Uh, Rachel, I've only heard, seen. Don't breathe. So don't feel too bad. I heard this one is actually better. Which uh, I don't know. Too good to be true, but we're gonna find out. I'm a hundred percent rewatching these this week just because Gio is watching the second one. Oh, Chuck, that, I haven't seen them God, that movie's been on my list for like months. And I keep for it's one of those movies I oh, I keep wanting to watch. watch no, we, it's literally the movie that I keep like saying to myself, like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And then I forget about it. And then X amount Brian, of, what's time, the name of the drug in the movie. Wait, what? Gio, what's the name of the drug in the movie? I mean, I know it, but do they want to? What is it? Slow-mo. Ah, I wanted to see if they like. I have never seen didn't it. we have that as a trivia question? You sure? Yeah. Did? Oh yeah, I Jake. I need to get. Put were you at? Movies. Were you at Keith? <laughs> I need to put all those movies you gave me on my movie poster on the challenge list. Oh, that's a call. Yeah. Good call. All I right. Got, so what he's talking about? I, I got Brian a a little I'll poster. Um, it's a hundred movies, a hundred movie watch list, and each time he watches one, he scratches one off. Oh, nice. Yeah. I imagine he's going to get it right now. So. I, it's like I'm I'm a little child. Like, there's a reward for good job. You watch the movie. So, yeah. So, this is my list. Oh, wow. There's tons. Did so. you did you choose those? No. Movies, Jake? no. Or it was just a it's the one thing. It's the, one, the only thing I wish that I could have done is customize it. It's, mm. it's pre-made. But so. I'm sure it has a ton of... It has a lot. It, it has a lot of movies, but uh, there's definitely movies on there that I would have put just for fun. A lot yeah. of them are like, those are like the, that's like an AFI list, essentially, is what it is. Is there anything on there that you already have seen, Brian? Yeah, oh, the one anything oh, anything okay. that has a picture I've seen. Oh, oh, you like Scratch It? Yeah, it's yeah. a bucket list. Yeah. So oh, like nice. when I watch one of them, I scratch oh, off cool. this gray cool. and it really reveals a pretty picture for me. Like a reward. It's like a treat. <laughs> well, the really next awesome. one I'm going for is this one. Alien. Yeah. Ooh. That's oh, what okay. That's a good one. I just watched that last year and I, I loved it. I'm, I'm curious to see what the picture is. I think it's going to be an egg. Oh, actually, no. It might be one of those face thingies. Face hugger. Uh, probably the egg. 
They're called face huggers. Face huggers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, crap. I want to watch that. Though. All right. So if you guys are ready for this, we're going to get to our amazing 2020 movies, top 2020 movies of the year. And Jake, since you kind of came up with this idea, do you want to tell them how we're going to go about doing this? I'll just say this now. This is going to be way different than it usually is. There's going to be a lot of like movies that are 100% rotten on our list just because the movies that it came out were very slim. You guys know. Um, you guys know. It's like there was barely anything that came out this year. But I will say this. There was definitely enough for a really, really solid list of movies in 2020. Um, there were plenty of choices between uh, January, February, and the first two weeks of March. And then we had multiple streaming movies come out uh, throughout the year uh, via Netflix, Hulu, um, the one right. Disney Plus as well. Um, and so there's definitely a, a number of choices that you can choose from. But it's definitely going to be a different list um, than usual because, I mean, if I may be the only one saying this, but I don't see really like a single oscar worthy film outside of maybe one or two anywhere near my list um but that's just me like i said so yeah I'd i mean I, there's sure. only really one to me that's for oscar consideration on my list i swear to god if you think it's harley quinn i'm gonna come over and sm- slap the shit out of you <laughs> hey if i really if i thought that that's my opinion movies are subjective all right um, Okay, so the way it's gonna work is we're just we're gonna go uh, around around the horn essentially and reveal one at a time. Um, we're gonna go five through one. We're not gonna do all ten. The six through ten are actually our honorable mentions, and so we'll come up with a top five official top five for Apocalypse. I already have the list made of what our top five movies of the year was or is. Um, and so if you want to name quickly, name off your honorable mentions, or do you want to save our honorable mentions for the for the last for last? Uh, uh, let's do I was gonna say afterwards because then you, you know, eliminate because you know people might think one of those honorable mentions are in our top five. So all right, let's do that. So we'll start yeah. with number five, and then Jacob, why don't you just go ahead, go ahead and uh, point us in the right direction, sir? So um, we're going one by one by one, one by one, and if say say Jacob brings up a movie that's number five on my list, um, we'll talk okay. about it openly there, and then when I get to it, I'll just quickly say it, and we'll move on. Okay, well, let's start with Brian his and his number five movie of the year. The, why are you starting with me? <laughs> I love that first off, there was like not even 20 movies to pick for 2020. I've never heard of Ameri- an American Pickle. It's on also, HBO. Oh, it's also, on HBO Max. Seth Rogen. Yeah, that movie's great. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that one. I didn't get to see that one. All right. Well, my number five, which now that I'm kind of looking at it, should, probably should have sw- switched with my six. But my number five was Onward. Um, yeah. I mean, Pixar movie. You gotta say more than that. Are you That's serious? Why? Just because it's a Pixar movie? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, it was a long time ago. Uh, it, I mean, it just had a, a good story. Uh good meaning like all Pixar movies do. Um, yeah, I kind of wish I switched with my number six. I'm going to be honest. Why don't you switch it then? Because then it messes up your thing. I can edit it if you want to make one final edit. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, this, this show is off the rails. Guys. Well, because you thought we were going to submit 10, like official. Yeah, but 
now that I'm well, looking you can, at it, you have the right to change your mind at any time. So if you, yeah, okay, you I want to switch mine now. Switch my number five and six. I want my number five to be uh, the old guard, just because nice. Charlie's there and effing badass. I love the movie. I loved the characters that like they weren't like huge named actors, but they were really good in this movie. Um, I love the idea of these gods, if you will, um, that have been around for immortals. Yeah. That they've been around for so, so long and it was just really good storytelling, honestly. And that's why I liked it. And I am looking forward to, uh, anything more to come from this franchise. The reason you had mentioned the whole God aspect. I think that the God aspect slash immortal part of it works so well because they have a timeline. They aren't given, uh, you know, forever life. As they mentioned in the movie, at some point their powers go away. They just yeah. don't know when it, it goes away at some point. It can be a hundred years. It can be a thousand years. It can be 50,000 years. But at some point, their immortal power goes away, and it's it's a brilliant move because I mean, if you're a god, you're kind of you're a god, right? And maybe there's a way a god can die in this universe. But if you kind of do this thing where you lose your powers eventually and you become human um, or mortal, uh, it it adds another layer to it. Plus, like you said, Charlie's throne. Anything she does is just incredible. Yeah, I mean, like just anything she does is incredible. And I love that ending too. Yeah, I mean everything. Everything about the movie to me is incredible. I think it's so smart in the way that it does things as well. It's um, not in your top five, is it? Well, we said we're going to talk about movies when they get there. It <laughs> is in my top five. I'm just not revealing where. Oh, okay. Um, so because I'm just going to quickly glaze over it once I get to my spot. But oh, okay. uh, it it also being a Netflix film, this is Netflix is like slowly been working their way to these big giant properties slash action movies they started with triple frontier the ben affleck charlie hunnam film they kind of got their, their their feet wet a little bit then they did the old guard and then they did extraction and now they're like in the game of action films and they're doing it really really well mm -hmm. um and this is definitely one of the highlights if not the biggest highlight they don't for they did have they do have a stinker every now and then of course everyone does what's uh that michael bay one with ryan reynolds Underground. Underground. Actually, they have yeah. more bad films than good films, to be honest. But they've been making good films lately. They they have a very high risk, high reward mentality. Mm -hmm. Well, they say let's put out forty movies. One of them is going to be great, one hundred percent. Because they have a and lot of them likely, that, that we don't even talk about. More than likely, twenty of them are like average to great. Yeah. Have you ever seen the South Park episode where they're trying to get? Uh, the kids are trying to get Netflix to like start their movie franchise. And it's lit Netflix just literally whenever like anyone says like, let's do this. They automatically say yes to it, okay. no matter how good or how bad it is. It's like kind of kind of how it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I old guard. I, I really liked old guard. It's actually at number 11 for me on my ranking. Oh my list. God. Out of how many yeah. did you see? Like 25 movies. It's a good spot. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah, feels different fine. about it. I get it. Yeah. But I still liked it. I mean, I like everything from like 14 up on my list. So 
Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, all right, let's go to Jake for his number five. Uh, all right, my number five um, <laughs> is actually a movie that's already been mentioned. That is Onward. Um, Onward is my number five. Uh, so, you know, I know Brian switched, switched up a little bit, but yeah, Onward, um, I'm surprised. I remember sitting in, because when we did the show originally, uh, before quarantine and everything like that, we were still doing in-person shows and we were in at Brian's apartment. Uh, we were set up for Apocalypse Now and I was the only one who had seen it at the time. Um, you know, it, it had... I remember when you guys used to come over and hang out. Good times. <laughs> Uh, but no, so on, Onward had like a week or two in theaters. I went out and saw it. Like I, I went out and saw it. I watched it. Um, and then it went directly to Disney Plus. Um, and it's surprising to me how much I love this film because I don't have a brother. Uh, I don't I don't have a brother. I have two sisters. Um, preach. And, say it again. I said preach. <laughs> God help us. Um, but also, I don't have a father who had passed. Uh, so that's that's kind of what the story had hinged on. Um, you know, it's a story about the two brothers kind of connecting and, and going on this adventure, but also, um, you know, trying to get one last time with their father. But ultimately, it is a story about brothers. That's that's what the story is about. Uh, so I am shocked as to why the film hit me as much as it did. I think that this is the best Disney movie to come out this year, period period out of everything live action pixar disney everything i think that this wow. is the, the best one to come out period um i had such a great time watching this i've gone back multiple times and watched it again um you know tom holland chris pratt obviously their voices are great but also the chemistry between the two of them even though you can't see them you can tell that they're having chemistry together uh it's also a very smart movie the idea behind it right this mystical world where they're in the present day and everything's kind of changed with airplanes and and all this type of stuff and the way they go about creating these mystical life forms and putting them into like, like fairies are bikers now, like fairies are bikers. Like how, how smart is that? It's so fun. It's so different. It's so unique. Um, and yes, Brian, to what you just said in the chat, it is better than soul. In my opinion, I do like it more than soul. Um, you know, I, I, nothing against. So I think soul is a brilliant movie, uh, especially in its own right. But, uh, I personally like onward more. Um, and, you know, five spot is a good spot, especially in this year. But I do think that it's definitely one of the best best movies of this year, last year. Yeah, twenty twenty. Um, all right, Gio, what's your number four film? Number four, five, oh, five. Sorry, sorry. Hey, trust you skipped yeah. it because it's a DC movie, huh? <laughs> is uh, it? Yeah, it's a DC animated movie that I saw very early in the year, uh, and well, the movie's called Superman Red Sun. And it's on HBO Max. Uh, it's a DC animated Elseworlds story where just imagine if Superman didn't land in Kansas, but instead landed in the Ukraine during the, so the Soviet War and becomes uh, uh, a heroic figure for the uh, Russians. And it's just, again, it's an Elseworlds story. So it's not exactly you know what you would expect from characters like Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, but it's so well done. And, you know, the just the whole story of, you know, Lex Luthor becoming the president and in this else world, Lois Lane is actually Lois Luthor. And Batman Ooh. is, yeah, it's so crazy, but it's it's so good. I don't really want to spoil it for you guys, but 
if you're into DC animated movies and there was one that you absolutely had to watch and you have HBO Max, check out Superman Red Sun. It's a good story. So well, that's yeah, that's a about. popular comics uh, storyline. And I didn't even realize that that came out this year. That's I got to check that out. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I was going to I was going to say that uh, every DC television show ever has adapted Red Sun in some form. Um, Even Supergirl did that. Yeah, Supergirl did it. Uh, Smallville did it. Uh, I'm very interesting. I've I've watched a lot of DC animated movies. I I've I've always enjoyed them. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't watch them as soon as they come out. I kind of watch them over time. Uh, but I'm definitely interested in because it's a very popular storyline. Mm-hmm. It's a very big storyline. Um, you know, it's it's very similar to to uh, last year's movie. Um, oh God, why am I forgetting the name all of a sudden? Jacob, you were you were challenged to watch it. It's essentially, oh, yeah, the evil Superman little kid. Yeah, what's Brightburn. Yeah, Brightburn. Brightburn. It's it's essentially what Brightburn would be, but the Russian version, mm-hmm. uh, which is even scarier. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm definitely interested in watching it. I think DC Animated is really really good at what they do. Oh, DC's yeah. always been good at their animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to check that out. For some reason, I Everything thought that out. came out a long time ago, but it, just, it did come out this They're year. They're turning a page this year, Brian. Okay. So. <laughs> I've hey. heard that's great. I still haven't seen it. So I, haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it either. <laughs> you guys um, suck. Well, my number five movie is also a DC film, Geo. Mm. And that is what I'm calling Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. I... Look, Say it right, Jacob. Do you even know the real name? My goodness. Yeah. Birds of Prey and the Emancipation or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. <laughs> I look stupidest title ever of a film ever, honestly, if that's their official title. But I actually really enjoy this movie. And I may be a little biased because I'm a huge Harley Quinn fan, but <laughs> I when this movie came out, we were all speaking positively positively of it. We did a spoiler review. I I, the Harley Quinn character continues to be great in this film performance and the way she's written. Uh, the villain of this film is it's black mask, right? Played by Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. I love him in this movie. He is so entertaining in this film. And I even like the side characters. Uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, Jake's one of Jake's favorite actors out there. So I, one of his lady there's, friends, a ton of good things in this movie i acknowledge it's not the best film it has a lot of problems but you know movies are about like how you perceive them and how you enjoy them and for me i enjoyed birds of prey a lot and i mean i i'll tell you right now i like it more than wonder woman 84 and i wonder woman 84 is not even in my top 10 i was gonna say i have the list in front of me it's not in your top 10 which is surprising yeah and i so and a lot of people i feel like I mean, see, 84 is more controversial because it's a bigger film. It had higher expectations. But I still feel like this movie, Birds of Prey, gets a gets reviewed more poorly. But I I really like this film. And I just want them to – they should have done a Harley Quinn movie. Just, just focus on Harley Quinn. And I hope that's what they do going forward and maybe bring in Poison Ivy. So, uh, yeah, number five is Birds of Prey for me. God. Jacob, um, Brian, let's go to you for number four. Can you imagine if they brought in Poison Ivy? Jacob wouldn't be able to handle himself <laughs> if they just uh, if they adapted the Harley Quinn show. That's all I want. I I'd be down for that. Um. All right, my wait. What the heck? 
Why is it giving me Jake's list? Give me a second. It's I'll go. I will go. No, here, I got it. I got it. I got it. Shh, quiet. Oh, mine's Harley Quinn also. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. What? What? You're number four? Yeah. Oh. Um, shaking your head at me for having it at number five. <laughs> yeah, because you're the one that should have this at number one. Um, Good. I... I actually really like this movie. This is one of my favorite uh, DC movies, to be honest. Um, I would say 50% of that is because of Black Mask. And maybe the other 50% is Harley Quinn. Uh, To be completely honest, they're cool. But I, I... didn't really even need the birds of prey. I mean, they're awesome. They're, they're, they're great. But to me, Huntress was kind of almost pointless in this movie. Underused. And yeah, that's better term for it. She was underused. Um, Black Canary. I don't know if this was the right. I mean, this is just like literally scraping the top of, the ice for her. So, um, but, uh, Harley Quinn and, um, black masks, their little dynamic. Um, why What do I do now? I don't even know half the time. Cause I like wonder woman, uh, or not wonder woman. Uh, Harley Quinn. Say, right, you didn't like wonder woman. There, <laughs> there, that can count as the cancel. Um, yeah, no, I, I I love this one because it and it's rated R. It it's it needed to be rated R. This was kind of their this was their kickoff to rated R, right? DCs yeah. for in the DCEU. Yeah. I so I mean, was it critically received? No, but I have a feeling this is going to be one of the ones that kind of like gets a little bit of a cult following later on um it's the bbs treatment i wouldn't go that far but what bbs treatment sorry off track off track let's move on let's move on (laughs) but yeah no i have a feeling this one might end up being a little bit of a cult following and people kind of going like you know this actually wasn't that bad this is pretty cool um for for what dc was doing and i mean it def i'm not gonna say it completely opened up for the Suicide Squad to be rated R, but I mean, it it helped. So, um, yeah, I like this movie. I think it's one of the better DC movies, personally. So, yeah. Well, I am glad to hear that, Brian. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Jake for his number four. Uh, I'm going straight back to Netflix, and I'm going straight back to one of their R-rated action movies. That's Extraction. Extraction is a just piece of heaven that has come down from the clouds and has graced our movie fandom this movie i don't care what you say this movie is so absolutely incredible from start to finish chris hemsworth has never been more chris hemsworth than in this movie um it is so perfect uh what they were able to do with action um is mind-blowing they, they took it to the next level um and i think that the storyline also was very strong as well a lot of people love or hate this one. Say it again. A lot of people either love or hate this movie. 
Well, they, they need to love this shit because it's great. Um, taking it to another country and 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 kind of giving this like uh, you know uh, black ops feel in a way uh, where this story is very personal as well with a young kid trying to save him. Um, a lot of great moments with the with the giant eleven minute tracking shot that happens in the middle of the movie. You do I that tracking shots all the time. Jake's top five. I, I mentioned tracking shots all the time, but this is one of the better ones. The fact that it happens over ten minutes long is pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, it's just everything about it. I mean, the Russo brothers didn't direct it, but they produced it, and they were a big part of it. And it shows a lot of their. Uh, stamping on movies is placed within this movie. Uh, I'm so excited to see what happens next for this franchise, whether it's a sequel or just something in the other, in a universe that happens. Um, I want more of this stuff because it's a movie that doesn't hold back. Uh, And again, going back to the whole Netflix thing, they're taking chances on projects that studios more than likely wouldn't take chances on. I don't see this ever being a studio movie. I really don't the way that how violent and how action heavy it is. I don't ever see this being a studio movie. I think Netflix has a pure piece of gold on their hands with this franchise. Um, and whether that includes Chris Hemsworth or not, because if you give an actor or an actress, this type of property, they are going to want to be a part of it. Um, and it's showed with this movie. Uh, you know what? Wonder- Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. It's, it's, I wanted to add to your thing about you saying it is perfect as Netflix movie this movie kind of reminded me of what uh, 12 bridges could have been if it had been released just to Netflix. I think like these, there's like a certain specific type that is perfect for Netflix. 12 bridges probably would have been perfect, which was a Russo brother movie extraction worked really well. So it's funny that you said that because I was thinking that same thing too because it, it didn't make my list, but um, exactly, exactly. It's but something I heard that it has amazing action, like top notch action. It's something that I wanted to mention is the choreography of this film, and Chuck had mentioned it as well. Uh, Sam Hargrave, uh, who directed this movie, is actually a stunt and action choreographer on essentially the last five years of MCU films. He is also involved in The Mandalorian. He does a lot of their stunt stuff as well, and he co-directs and and does all the choreography for those shows. That shows inside this movie. The choreography is insane. And if you watch behind-the-scenes videos, Netflix has put them out where they're talking about it. They're kind of going over the process of how they do this. It is incredible what happens with this. Um, And so for that reason alone, I I love it. But what the end product is, uh, I cannot rave about this movie enough. Um, To me... I want to see this more from Netflix. I know they do a lot of like rom-coms and holiday stuff, but this is what I want to see them go into because a lot of studios don't do this. And I think this is like a niche that they can find inside the movie verse that they can really thrive in. Can I say also the Bollywood actors were fantastic in this yes, movie? Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Which, which was the point of the movie to put them kind of in the spotlight. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So the Russo brothers, I don't know if it's their next project, but they're doing one where they're directing and it's with starring Millie Bobby Brown. That movie sounds really cool. Yeah. I think it's an adaptation of something. It's a, it's a YA adaptation of a future uh, where she has a pet robot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her brother went missing and the robot, he sends the robot to bring her to him. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds amazing. So 
Russell Brothers, man, they're doing good things after uh, since the Avengers stuff. Um, all right, let's go to Gio. Jacob, if that doesn't get you to watch it, I don't know what will. <laughs> nice, nice. So they, uh, yeah, they worked on um, the airport scene in Civil War. Was that the John Wick directors too? No, it was. Uh, well, they were a part. They did a part of stuff, but they weren't. It wasn't the actual directors. Should I? Oh, okay. I'm going to write down extraction to put on our list. Yeah, we definitely need to add more. All right, Gio, uh, let's go to you, man. Okay, uh, number four is The Old Guard on uh, Netflix. Love the mythology. Love Charlie Theron. She is the female action star of today. There's nobody even close to her. Uh, she is it. Uh, love the ensemble cast. Uh, a lot of the supporting actors and the actress, uh, the one who oh, plays one of the main characters who follows uh, Charlie Theron and the story. She's great. Uh, I can do. I can go without the uh, big bad guy that the villain. I Kiki Lane. Kiki Lane is her name. Who? Oh, her. Yeah, Kiki, yeah. Kiki Lane. Yeah, she was great. Um, but most of all, what the, the world that this uh, movie set up. You know, Netflix is very much looking for this kind of uh, franchise, and this is one that easily knocked it out of the park for me. Um, I'm excited to see more and uh, yeah, give me more Charlie Theron in action movies. So that's my number four. Awesome. Uh, so my number four is the trial of the Chicago seven. Now this is the one movie that regardless of the year it comes out, I think it would have had some Oscar attention and I'm hearing about other movies that are getting Oscar buzz, but are they really going to do an Oscars for 2020? We'll see. I mean, I think they still should, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, but yeah, Trial of Chicago 7 is just absolutely incredible. If if I had to give my unbiased uh, opinion of like, what do you think the best movie of the year is? It is Trial of the Chicago 7, but it's not necessarily my favorite movie of the year. But that is the one movie where just from beginning to end, I was completely enthralled and I just couldn't take my eyeballs off the screen because of how great. And look, it's mostly just dialogue and character interactions and speeches and things like that. It's a courtroom drama um, set in a historical setting. So I, I absolutely loved it. Performances are off the chain. Great performances all around. So yeah, so trial of Chicago seven is my number four. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and give my number three. Did anybody want to give any thoughts on trial yet? Or are you guys going to bring it up? Yeah. Uh, messing things up because you keep screwing it up. Cause my number three was trial of the Chicago. <laughs> so Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, fine. Let's go to Brian then for his number three. Uh, I loved this movie. This movie had me so engaged, and the characters that were in it, um, the story it was telling, just how wrong things were at this time period and the things that were happening. It's super relevant to today. I, that's exactly where I was going with that. And it, that movie was just incredible from the second it started to the second it ended. Sasha Baron Cohen was fantastic. Um, I have no problem with people saying that it's their number one because my top three on any given day, in my opinion, could be a number one. Um, and it, yeah, that movie was freaking phenomenal. And for me, you don't think I'm a sit and watch a courtroom type 
one and come out loving it and not this movie yeah, i remember i was surprised when we did the review that you loved it so much it was so good so intense not even, it's i mean there is there the moments but like it it it's like a like whiplash where it's they it it just kind of leaves you like where you're just like oh shit like <laughs> where you're like adrenaline's like going because you're like what is going to happen next and not necessarily anything like current like a bomb or anything's gonna explode or explosions but um yeah that movie was so good yeah, it's a lot of tension with just tension word, that's word. that's the word i was trying to yeah. pull out of my ass but yeah tension awesome uh well jake what is your number three man uh my number three oh, you didn't like that analogy there Jake. <laughs> no I, it was just it was just, it was just a funny, funny statement um my number three is a movie it's already been mentioned it's the old guard uh we've talked plenty about this yeah. movie um the movie's fantastic uh it's funny i haven't seen it in a couple months i'm probably gonna have to go back to it now now that i mentioned it today uh charlie's throne can do absolutely no wrong absolutely no wrong um I would love to see more from this world. I think it's so rich with mythology and ideas. Uh, obviously, the movie left open the door for a sequel. Um, I hope Netflix takes a chance on it and does it. I would love to see it. But if not, the idea for spinoffs is very much alive. Uh, it's very much alive. So it's it's similar to Extraction in a way where they set up a world where if they do a sequel, cool. But they can do a lot of other things inside the world in general um that would get people excited so yeah the old guard to me is is i think in any given year with the normal movies this would have been my top 10 um so i'm i'm happy that it ended up at number three with the uh, year we were given nice uh, real quick the chat is talking about palm springs i really like palm springs i believe it's a hulu movie yes uh, but palm springs was pretty damn awesome very entertaining so i will say this um i know a couple yeah a couple of people in the chat have said it uh he's not here that is Keith's number one film of 2020. Palm I'm Springs? Are you serious? Yep. It's good. Wow. It is, yeah. it is very, very good. I, I have it on my list as well. It is actually, it's actually my number six movie, so it, it barely just missed the cut for me. I mean, I, I love it, but it just didn't make my, it didn't even make my top ten, but I really like that movie. I mean, I'm a huge Andy Sandberg fan, so yeah. I, and I like the I forget her act the name of the actress, but she's amazing. She was she is incredible. She was in Wolf of Wall Street. She she was his first wife in Wolf of Wall Street, and then she was she's the mother in How I Met Your Mother, if, you, if anybody didn't know that, and she's incredible. Chris, Kristen M Milioti. Yeah, that that movie is great. Oh, J.K. Simmons in that movie is hilarious. Yeah, that that's a good one. Uh, all right, Gio, let's go to you for your number three. Uh, number three is Soul, Pixar's latest nice. uh, film. And I, I didn't know anything about this movie going into it. Uh, so I was completely blown away by the end of this movie. Uh, so many important messages, not just about your purpose, but also the, the meaning of life and living every second of it, not taking it for granted. And it's just so many, so many great themes, uh, so many important themes that only Pixar can touch in a certain way and, you know, have adults like myself, you know, uh, feeling emotional and a bit choked up. Like not since Up have I felt this way about a Pixar movie. Uh, love how it rep represented the culture in there, jazz music, you know, uh, which is, you know, it's just, it's such a, uh, 
it's one of those uh, musical genres that I don't ever want to see go away. You know, I, I know it exists in certain parts of our country, but it, it's it, it's so beautiful, and this movie is so beautiful, and I uh, I just I, I couldn't believe Pixar did it. It's just, it's, it's, uh, really, really, uh, a triumph. So soul is my number three. Yeah. Gio, I, I actually, we haven't talked about it yet. We're going to talk about it more in, in our next yes, show later this week, but I absolutely love soul and it, it's not in my top five. It's actually number six for me, but I love soul. It's amazing. Um, but my number three is a Pixar film and that is onward. Uh, we talked about it a little bit here, but I'll just real quick onward. When it came out, I absolutely loved it. It stayed in my top three all year ever. Actually, my top three are movies all from the beginning of the year, which is crazy. Uh, but look, Onward actually made me tear up. Um, just be, You guys know Pixar, every, every Pixar movie has that, oh, shoot moment. This is what the movie's really about. And that moment in Onward made me not like ball out tearing, but like it definitely got me really choked up. So... Uh, and all, all the things you guys said, the fantasy world and all that stuff, incredible. Um, so I'm going to go reverse order now. I'm going to go, I'm going to start with me to go through our number two, and then we'll go back up. So I'm going to go for my number two, and my number two is The Gentleman, the Guy Ritchie film, The Gentleman. I'm sure we're going to talk about it more, but absolutely love this film. It should be my number one. I debated with my number one film to move it into the number one spot. This movie is entertain, pure entertainment from beginning to end great action great comedy great dialogue great characters i want a sequel uh gentlemen is my number two film geo let's throw it back to you for your number two number two is the trial of chicago seven i mean aaron sorkin such a genius so masterful when it comes to writing and apparently directing uh i'm a fan of courtroom dramas love this movie uh very performance driven, uh, of course, story as well as the story is important, but man, Mark Rylance, I still haven't forgiven him for taking a uh, Stallone's Oscar, but man, <laughs> this movie really made me a fan and Yaya Abdul-Mateen is incredible Fantastic. as, as well. Uh, this, but the MVP is, uh, what's it? Sasha Barakoa. Uh, I'm calling it right now. He will win best supporting actor. Uh, so I love this movie. Check it out. The Child of Chicago Seven, such an important film. Check it out. Can I can I mention real quick before we move on how many Netflix movies we're talking about? I mean, I mean, it's the year of the streaming. Movie. But I, honestly, these movies we're talking about: Extraction, Old Guard, and Trial. These are movies that would that would be in the top ten no matter what. Yeah, I mean. Trial yeah. definitely. They're stepping be. their game up. I mean, last year they had Marriage Story. They're they're stepping their game up for 100%, sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right, Jake. What is your number two, man? Uh, my number two. Uh, it was actually my number one until a last minute change. Uh, my number two is the most thrilling film of the year. The one that has the most WTF moment. If we're giving our Apocalypse Awards, this is the winner for the most WTF moment of 2020. That is The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man is the second best film of 2020. It actually may be the best film of 2020, mm-hmm. but to me, it's not my favorite. When did you change your mind? Uh, about an hour and a half ago. Um, oh, nice. It, there's there's a there's a you know a slight difference between my favorite and the second favorite, uh, but like I said, for many years, uh, my favorite doesn't always mean it's the best film of the year. I think The Invisible Man is actually the best film of the year. Um, 
This movie is so smart. It is so good. Leo Anel is probably my second favorite director working today. He also did the movie Upgrade, which if you have not seen Upgrade, go watch Upgrade. Please, after you watch Apocalypse, stop <laughs> what you're doing and go watch Upgrade as soon as you possibly can. The movie is incredible, and he follows it up with this movie, which is even better. Um, Elizabeth Moss is just bonkers good. Uh, the story is so smart. It's so intelligent. Um, and it's weird because 90% of the film is this Elizabeth Moss in a room by herself, but you're so like on the edge of your seat, kind of like sinking as you're watching, oh, yeah. you don't know what's happening and you don't know who's sitting there and, and who's standing there. And then that moment where you get the reveal of the paint, um, you know, in the attic and stuff, it, it's just, it's so good. Um, it, it, it reinvigorated and reignited this whole like monster thing for universal and if they keep doing movies like this, I'm all in on the monsterverse. So, uh, yeah, The Invisible Man, number two, 100% well-deserved. Jake, you ready for The Wolfman with Ryan Gosling if they make Dude. that? <laughs> and Dude, they it's it's the same uh, real quick, Chuck, to what you're saying, um, The Five Bloods is up there on a number of our lists. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it. It's, in top ten, in our top tens. It's, it's close to my top five. But I will also say this, um, and if Keith is able to join us here shortly, uh, possibly, but that was actually his number three film of the year. Nice. So, so we'll, I'm thinking we go Brian's number two, and then we have Keith just read off his five through two real quick. And well, then spoiler alert, he number that one. he's here. Yeah. Um, okay, spoiler since Jacob said it. Yeah. Mr. Keith Boy! God, what's up? Keith. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, bud. I'm back. Um, kick, kick his ass out with that hat on right now. <laughs> oh, our sixth member, Keith Barnes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't count myself. I didn't count myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was watching. I watched that whole thing. I went, what? <laughs> we know. Hey, we know my math skills at this point. That's the worst part is I literally added it and then said it and went, wait. That's not right. And it was too late by that point. Um, all right, Brian, real quick. What is your number two movie of the year? Um, mine is the same as Jake, The Invisible uh, Man. This literally, my number one, my number two, it's literally a flip of a coin. Whatever one That's it lands right. on is what it would be. Um, it, no, Chuck. It's disgusting. Um <laughs> But um, God, this this movie was like nothing wow. I've ever seen. Rachel before. keeps coming with the disses, man. <laughs> it's oh it, yeah, Chuck. All rise. Oh, move on, it, Invisible it, Man, Brian, go. This it, is my this is my uh, American League girlfriend, Chuck. So this is not my number one. It's a national. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say go uh, your nationals are screaming at you right now. I, I know. Um, I absolutely love this movie. And you would not think that from someone like me. This movie is so good. It has some of the most what the just happened scenes I've ever seen of any movie. And it is incredibly done. I could watch this movie a bajillion times and still be as satisfied with it as the first time. It's, it's incredible. Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth smart. Moss. It, Moss. Moss. Sorry. 
I'm thinking of the old lady, for, uh, the older one from Jesus Christ. Um, Elizabeth Moss is fantastic. <laughs> she is so good. But uh, yeah, Jake said most of it. Chuck, but... I'm going to kick you. I'm going to kick you, Chuck. <sighs> yeah. I freaking love that movie. Um, uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk about it again before the show's over. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, Keith, real quick, can you just tell us what your number five through two is uh, of your film? Okay, yes. Sorry, it went away for a second. Okay, five uh, uh, is Soul. Um, which I think we'll probably talk about uh, coming up later. Um, my number four was The Gentleman, which I loved very much. Uh, three was The Five Bloods. My number two is also The Invisible Man. Um, but I just want to say, just edging out though, top five, I just watched it last night because I forgot about it. That's why it took me so long to get this list. But just edging out top five is Extraction, which Ooh. is awesome. oh, There you go. This is why Keith and Jake get along. Movie was nice. awesome. I kind of, if I had seen it sooner, I, I might have actually edged it up a little bit. But yeah, that, that movie's awesome. So that, that's Keith, probably second next all of five. Since you're the only one that has the five bloods in the top five, what do you want to say about it? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I have it at three. Man, listen, uh, powerful movie. Uh, like I said, you don't get a lot of stories about uh, a lot of black stories. You know. Uh, uh, from the black perspective, from Vietnam, not a lot. I mean, not that I've seen anyway. And so it's a great story about this, the brotherhood between these guys, how uh, much love and respect they had. Obviously, the late great Chadwick Boseman in his second to last role, maybe second, yeah. Yeah. one of his last, I think, pretty much second. second. Yeah, so I know he's got one that's out right now, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, great Spike Lee, one of the best ever. And it's a great story, man. I, I don't know what's going to be happening with Oscars, but Delroy Lindo should absolutely mm -hmm. be yes. in contention. Absolutely, yes. Uh, yeah, that's one of the best. I, I really can't think of a performance that's better than his, honestly, um, off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great, great, powerful movie. I really, really enjoyed it. And it's got everything. And the guy that's playing um, Kane the Conqueror, isn't it, right? Isn't he the... Oh, yeah. The, Jonathan yeah. Richards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's in it. He's really, really good as Delroy Lindo's son. And it's just it's a great movie, man. I couldn't I couldn't recommend it enough. It's really, really great. And obviously, Chadwick Boseman is awesome in this movie, as he always is. But he's really, really great in this. Storm and Norman, man. He he's great. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is in my top ten, by the way, but we were just doing our top five for the discussion's sake. Right. Jacob, um, so uh, before we go to number ones, go to Geo and Keith before you go to the three of us. Okay, okay. Um well, let's go to Gio then for your number one. All right. My number one is The Gentleman. I mm. love this movie. Um, yeah. You know, if it wasn't for being sick and stranded in Arizona, I don't know if I would have watched the movie this year. But, man, am I glad I did. Uh, <laughs> this is Guy Ritchie right here. And the performances from everybody. Incredible. Awesome. Colin Farrell. Man, so good. Matthew McConaughey. So good. Uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Sons of Anarchy guy. Uh, Charlie Hunnam. Oh, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, I I love the the style of storytelling in this uh, movie and, and how it's done. And you know, it's just it, there's a lot of humor in here. Um, but man, does Matthew McConaughey like really take on this uh, lead role? And 
and absolutely delivers. Uh, the gentleman, number one for me. Uh, real quick, Jacob, before you move on, Brian, let's say our number one on three. Ready? One, two, three. The, the gentleman. gentleman. Yeah. Hey. It, it, it's the best. You meant me and Keith go first. Yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever. It, yeah, it's, right. it's the best movie of 2020. It's the second movie I saw all year, which yeah. is crazy. Um, I saw it in early January, and it's funny because this is when we were able to. But Brian and I actually had a free press pass to go see this movie. What? Um, yeah, yeah, we saw this for free at early time, and we, uh, we thought to ourselves, we thought to ourselves, "Holy crap, this could be one of the best movies of the year." And this was January. I don't think I've heard you laugh as hard as <laughs> I ever have in a movie you, theater than that. You guys know how much I love my my guy Richie. This is guy. Gio said it. Yeah. This is Guy Ritchie. A hundred, a hundred percent, Guy Ritchie. This might be the best he's ever been, because not only did he write the story brilliantly, he got the actors who are perfectly able to portray the characters he wants: mm -hmm. Charlie Hunnam, Hugh Grant, Colin Farrell, Matthew McConaughey, and the list goes on. Colin Firth. Uh, no, Colin Firth's not in it. Oh, what's his what's his name? Who am Hugh I thinking Grant. of? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Oh. Hugh Grant. No. Oh yeah. Well, let's call him Farrell. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just, <laughs> just let. I'm gonna just go away. At <laughs> yeah, cancel Brian. There Look, the gentleman is by far mm -hmm. the best movie of 2020 in my opinion. Yep. Um, yep. It's fun. It's action packed. It has a good story. It keeps you on your toes. Um, it's also very unique and different compared to anything else that came out this year, which is what I like the most. Uh, so, Guy Ritchie. Praise to you, my sir, for finally giving us um, the pure, most perfect Guy Ritchie film you could ever give us. So, his name is fuck, like fuck with a ph. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's funny because you know me, us three, me, Brian, and Jake have the gentleman, and well, I'll say mine now. My number one is the Invisible Man. So I said earlier, I said the gentleman's number two, but it could easily be my number one. Mm -hmm. And then you guys both have Invisible Man at number two and then Gentleman at number one. And you know what's funny about that? They both came out in the beginning of the year. Yep. We saw them in theaters. I think watching a movie in theaters has a lot to do with this, to be honest, just having that experience again. But I remember you guys all saw The Invisible Man before me, and then you guys had to like not talk spoilers around me and you guys like yeah. couldn't wait until I saw it. And I, that restaurant scene is the most, I think it might be the most shocked I've ever been watching. <laughs> yeah. Watching theater, to be honest, because you think it's just having this conversation and then it's like, wait, what, what just happened? What? It just happens right before your eyes. And it's like, like, you know, it's crazy. Cause that we, the, who those characters are and what happens is absolutely insane. So, not just because of that moment, but this movie has like deeper meaning. It it has a lot to do with a lot of stuff going on in the world right now as well. So, and it's a horror film like set in in this. Hopefully, there it's like a smaller scale monster universe. And I love because the old Invisible Man is kind of corny. Like it's it's just cheesy. Yeah. It takes a spell and everything. The way they did this is so much cooler. With the technology and all that, Lee so, Wanell, man, Lee Wanell. Oh, yeah. So I, the Invisible Man is absolutely incredible. And Keith, I heard what your number one is, man. I am so shocked. Why don't you tell the viewers what it is, even though they already know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my number one is Palm Springs. This, I need to this hear is, why. <laughs> listen, 
Go I love it every, too, but I'm just so shocked yeah. at your number one. This movie is, oh my gosh. It, I love Andy. Uh, it's, it's Andy Samberg, Lonely Island production, of course. Um, d- d- criminally underrated uh, uh, pop star. Uh, never Stop, Never Stopping. It's one of the most. Never, never, stop, that movie. never stop Popping, right? Dude, never, never Stop, not- Never Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable how underrated the movie is. Like just no one saw it. And it's it's one of the most brilliant comedies I've seen in a long time. This one is so good. You got uh Kristen Milotti. Milotti, I think it's her name. From yes. how I met Milioti, Milioti, Milioti. Milioti, yeah, right, right. Um and those are the only names I really actually reckon. Oh, of course JK Simmons is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Has everyone seen it? But I don't wanna no. spoil it. Uh, you, you I don't mind. Go ahead. Well, no, I don't want to spoil it. No, you don't want to spoil it. Uh, Brian Veronica yeah. from Riverdale's in it. Hmm. I think you would like this movie, okay. Brian. And it's only like an Brian, hour and 20 minutes long or something. Oh, okay. It's, I think it's right at yeah, I think it's right at 90 minutes, I think. It's 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 pretty brisk, but it's it's a it, deeper you don't it's know, a deep film too, to be honest. Very much. Very much. And really uh, just a great story about this this guy trying to figure figure out what what does he care about? Does he care about anything? Uh, you know, just, just meaning of life, but it's also really funny. And it's you, you, the premise kind of you, you, the movie kind of opens where you kind of like, what, what is going on? And then once the reveal happens, you're like, what? <laughs> you know, but I unfortunately, I'd seen the trailer. Don't watch the trailer. I'll say that. Just, it's better if you don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. Going to it. But I think it's got a lot of heart. It's, it's very, very funny, obviously, but it's also got a lot of heart to it. And it's one of the most, honestly, I just found it a really heartfelt film to in, in addition to how silly and kind of gory not gory but yeah. kind of gory i don't know what yeah. it is but it's uh, but it's really, and, you yeah. know the time I, loop I, concept can like there's only so much you can do with that and they made it feel fresh right. yes exactly exactly and it, it didn't it wasn't necessarily an origin like it's kind of it, yeah it's now again i don't want to spoil but that's my number one i, I really love paul spring i really really did Okay, cool. So, uh, do we want to run down our list and then give our honorable mentions, or what do we want to do? Let's reveal our honorable mentions real quick because we do have to get out of here. We're running the yeah, wall. Yeah. Um, let's go through them really quickly, and then we can run through our list, our top five overall. Okay, we'll just start at the top. I'll go first, then we'll go to Geo, Jake, uh, Keith, Ryan. So, my honorable mentions. So, this is ten through six. My number ten was King of Staten Island. Uh, then the Five Bloods, The Way Back, the Ben Affleck film, uh, where he's a basketball coach. Very underrated film. And then my number seven is Emma. You know I love Anya Taylor Joy, but this this movie is actually really good. The the twenty twenty yeah. Emma. And then my number six is Soul. Hmm. Geo. All right, my number ten is uh, Palm Springs. My number nine is The Way Back. Welcome back, Ben Affleck, both Hollywood and DC. Uh, number eight is Enola Holmes on Netflix. Oh, nice. Uh, number seven is oh, Wonder Woman eighty four. Come at me. Uh, number six is Bad Boys for Life. Another uh, Netflix movie, Enola Holmes. A num- number six for me is uh, Palm Springs. Number seven is Bad Boys for Life. Number eight is The Way Back. Number nine is Birds of Prey. And number 10 is The Trial of the Chicago 7. Forgot about Enola Holmes. Darn Brian? It. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, Brian? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Keith, if you want to figure it, put in an all homes while I'm doing this, go for it. Uh, my number 10 is Mulan. Number nine is Wonder Woman 84. <clears throat> number eight is Extraction. 
Seven is soul and six is onward. Nice. Okay, uh, are we going six through 10 or 10 through six? Whatever well, the matter. <laughs> Jake wanted to be cool. We all did something all right. different. All right, I'm gonna do the Jake then. I'm gonna go six. All right, six, just barely, like I said, is extraction. Seven, I had the Lovebirds, which is hilarious. I don't know if anybody's seen oh, it. Nice. Really uh, eight, Tenet, nine, Birds of Prey. Um, and uh, my number 10 is Sonic the Hedgehog. But if I thought about Enola Holmes, I probably actually would have bought that. I forgot about Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I, enjoyed that that. I don't, I don't, it's okay. I don't think it would have changed anything unless it was like a number 10. So it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, right, cool. well, don't forget the worst movie of all time came out this year, too. Heart of a Style. Capone. Yeah, Capone's really bad, too. Oh, uh, all right, let me, let me run through. Uh, we reviewed him on the same week or something. Let me, so run, let me, run, through this, let me run through our official list, our official Apocaflix list. Um, this is what it goes for. I'll go through the audible mentions first. So it, coming in at number 10 uh, is The Five Bloods with 10 points. Um, and that is thanks to Keith and Jacob. Uh, coming in at number nine is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, number eight is Extraction, the Chris Hemsworth Netflix film. Number seven is Palm Springs. Number six is Onward, the Pixar film. So those are our honorable mentions. This is our official list, our official top five films of 2020. Number five is the Charlize Theron Netflix film, The Old Guard, coming in with 21 points. Number four is the most recent film on the list, and that is Pixar's Soul. Number three is the Aaron Sorkin Netflix film, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Number two, with 37 points, is Lee Walnell's The Invisible Man. And number one, with 46 points, a whopping 46 points, oh, yeah. is Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, the earliest movie on this list, um, coming in at number one of 2020. And how many points, Shake? 46. 46. That might be the like highest number one we've ever done. Hell yeah. No, we had a perfect 50 for like an end game or something, something in recent years. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Was it The Force Awakens? I think Endgame or either Infinity War or Endgame had had that too. But all right, well, that's gonna wrap it up. Those are our favorite movies of 2020. I hope next time we do this it's going to be a lot better and a lot better movies to choose from more movies to choose from and hopefully eventually we'll be it could have it was my number yeah. 11 i never so. i never got a chance to check it out but i want to though i definitely want to um and yeah we're going to be putting up a uh, a soul review later this week um with all five of us on it i'm assuming and then uh we're gonna also going to talk some more mandalorian since we didn't get to talk it with keith but that's going to do it for now but before we head out of here we do want to show you guys our marvel review show what's it called again jake we want to show you the trailer again one more time just in case you haven't seen it we'll drop it one more time here you go
I love it so much. Yeah, that's awesome. Great job, man. All right, well, that's going to do it for Apocalyx now. For Keith, Brian, Jake, Gio, and myself, Jacob, thank you all for watching. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you all later this week.